We just lost a recording, or part of it at least, for the first time in Besties history, and I think this is a valuable opportunity for us to give each other some notes about how we could maybe improve. Yeah, because that was going shot. nowhere. Actually, it was going nowhere fast, and I don't want to name names, but Chris, you did like fifteen minutes just straight out of the blue collar comedy tour that I don't even know that we can legally do. Like, do that. I don't think that's fair use when you literally quote all of. Larry the Cable Guy and part of Jeff Foxworthy's like I just want to from- know why they have tracked hers but they don't have tracked him's. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the cut. Like it's not pertinent to the conversation about Mario Golf. Uh-huh. It's fucking. F- don't get me wrong. It's fucking funny. You it's hear Justin? Funny. Justin's busting up over there in I'm a big way. I'm busting up. No question. Uh-huh. But like people want to know about the games and the graphics and the features and how many points we give it. And it, I feel like fifteen minutes of blue collar comedy tour maybe gets in the getting. Why the way. do they make crackers, but they don't make crack hymns? <laughs> That's sounds like. <laughs> Shit! How come it's a doctor? <laughs> yeah, I think I know where. But not a doctor. Him. Okay. Yeah, thank you. This. Okay. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah, it's great. My name is Justin McRoy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McRoy, and we already did this. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best Mario Golf of the week. Rush Fresh Stick is still in absentia, raising a new generation of Rush Fresh Sticks. As terrifying as that thought may may be, we must soldier on to talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment, as we are wont to do here on the Besties, a video game club that just by listening, you have become an official member. Congratulations. Whether you like it or not. Your choice is ours. And this week, our choice, well, let's talk about a little game called Mario Golf Super Rush. Y'all, Mario Golf Super Rush is the latest Mario sports game. It is available on the Nintendo Switch, and it makes one big, wild choice, which is what a golf game. No balls. (sighs) <sighs> it's like golf of the mind. Psychic like golf, where you have to be honest about where your shots <laughs> land. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it asks, what if a golf game is fast? What okay. fast? Interesting. Yeah. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, now, Chris, you've been playing, you've been teasing this game for a while. You've been playing yeah. it for uh, a good long time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, set, the, set the table for us before we get into our our hot takes and reactions. I should have known when I was teasing this that it might not be everybody's cup of tea because the choice it makes is a big one, which is, okay, here's Mario Golf. You're familiar with it. You played it on the Nintendo 64, maybe, or the Game Boy Advance. This time it's got a, a story mode, a little thin. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, when you play golf now, instead of hitting the ball and, you know, like enjoying the leisureliness of it, you you whack that ball off the tee and you immediately start hustling to the ball. Maybe you are racing against other players, you know, body checking them across the green. Uh, maybe you're r- racing against, you know, yourself, the greatest Ooh. challenge, right? Wow. Um, but if that is not a thing you like, I'm sorry. Because that's that's the game, um, except for multiplayer mode, uh, which means people might not like it as much as I did. Um, that is not that was not my problem with Mario Golf yeah. Super Rush. I actually like the running around. Um, for one, it's a brief respite from playing golf. Now, listen, <laughs> uh, I, you should not listen to my opinion about Mario R- Golf Super Rush. I would not play this game if I was not required to by the besties. I'm not a big fan of sports. I super don't like golf, and I don't even really love Mario that much. So don't listen to me. But I thought the running around kind of fun. Why not? Sure. It's. I mean, it doesn't feel great. Uh, in fact, it really is pretty annoying <laughs> to press the super. I, yeah, I think super more... dash and then uh, spurt right past your damn golf ball. That right. doesn't feel good. I think the fact that you love the running speaks it, it is more of a testament to how much you don't like golfing. I didn't say I love the running. I just said it's a nice break from golfing. <laughs> right. No, right. I I mean, so I, I like I said, I don't have a big vocabulary with this sort of thing. Um, here was my, here was my experience of it. Okay. I, it introduces a lot of concepts that don't probably, if you know about golf or have played golf or even played golf video games, don't feel like they're introducing a lot of concepts, but it, to me, a layman felt like the introduction of a lot of concepts, but for like, I mean, hours of playing literally the only thing I had to do was point at the hole with my ball and then hit it towards the hole. And it then eventually it went in and I got first place in the tournament with like, it's taught they're constantly talking about concepts like shaping your shots and backspin and, and all this, this a bunch of yay. And I don't, I haven't had to use, I haven't used any of it. I'm just hitting the ball towards the hole and then winning the tournament. Um, And then when there are like, you get to some areas where 
you know, elevation is an issue where you have to kind of go up. And I don't know how to go up, except I guess if, sometimes if you hit it in tornadoes, <laughs> it'll We're go up sometimes. Yes. Uh, that's a different kind of mode. But like, I, I don't know. The, the, I just feel like the the additional parts of, there's just not a lot of depth in the, in terms of like, I haven't had to use any of the uh, the weird stuff. I just kind of like, you know, it's like every other golf game, you hit the ball, or sorry, hit the button, and the meter raises, and then you hit the button to stop the meter, you know, pretty close to the top. Yeah, there's a weird, I couldn't, I played this game quite a bit, and I'm still not entirely sure if, how many times you're supposed to press the button on the meter. You don't yeah. have to press it, because there's this concept in like everybody's golf, or Hot Shots golf, called what, the three, the three touch uh, golfing system, right? You press it once to start the meter, you press it a second time to set the power, and then you have to sort of match where you pressed it the second time with a third click to set the accuracy. But I think that's automated, unless I'm incorrect so, in Mario Golf. So the way it works in this game is you hit it once to start the power, right. like the, the bar goes up, then you hit it one more time. That's all you do, tapping it uh, to set how much power you're actually putting into that that little swing of yours, right? Then, depending on how much you've kind of like progressed in the RPG mode, uh, if you're using your your me, right, the meter will be broken up into like little bars. It's like, let's say there's four bars. That meter will refill one more time. And while it's refilling, you can aim left or right and shape the ball at those different points. So you can right. shape the ball so that it goes left and then right and then left again around like a series of trees using the meter. Um, Which is it, not necessary at all early on in the... We, we, we need to stop for a second and make something kind of clear. This game has two components. One is the adventure mode, and one is the playing, you know, by, by yourself challenge mode or online, yeah. you know, whatever. The not adventure mode thing. Um, because... I think that is by far the more successful part of this game, which is to say the adventure mode for me was a huge letdown. Uh, the thing Justin was talking about, about uh, the part with different elevations and maybe you have to shoot it into a tornado, is a part of the campaign. It's like the second course that you get to and you do what is called cross-country golf uh, because they don't really just let you play normal golf golf a whole lot in the campaign mode. <laughs> Uh, you, you play, you know, the, the speed golf or other variations on it. The second thing you have to do is cross country golf where, which like results in you are dropped into this huge mountainous, like Canyon region where there are nine holes and it's up to you what order you hit them in. And they're on different elevations and you have like 30 shots to do it. And it sucks the moon right out of the sky. It's like, it is, it is the antithesis of, of fun for me because it is so easy to just like, have one shot go a little too close to a mountain, and then you are not getting up that that thing. Like now you, you do get a re. I do you do get a second chance if you do one that's going to really mess you up. You can take a penalty stroke and and do the shot again. It's yeah. yes, that's true. Is that fun to do that? It's not, not fun. fun. No. My 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 counterpoint. This stage is one of my favorite things in video games this year. And this is not Jesus me being a contrarian. Christ. I'm I'm genuinely surprised that again, I, I guess I expected people to have mixed feelings on it, but this the the way the stage worked for me was it felt like Nintendo asked, what if we took Breath of the Wild and we tried to make a a golf 
idea around it. So for me playing it, it was like a, a big puzzle game of, okay, how do I go through this course in the, as few strokes as possible to hit all these holes? And on top of that, uh, what Griffin didn't mention is, <laughs> maybe this is another point against it, you have a limited amount of time between each hit. So you have to be kind of careful of like, oh, I could hit it up this mountain, but do I think I can make it up that mountain under the amount of time I need to get to the ball? Um, so but it's, it, not particu- it's not particularly deep though, right? Because the answer is yes, you just run to a tornado, which is like an elevator that will just put you up on the next level. It's not particularly strategic. And that's like the, my my problem, I think, with the the campaign mode overall is... You know, Justin was talking about like the first couple courses when you're playing against AI, they are universally really shitty at golf, like really very bad. And it is not hard to just trounce them. And then you get into this cross country mode, uh, which is annoying, but not particularly like, you know, difficult. And then the next mode is like kind of a take on speed golf, but instead of racing against time, you have a water meter because you're in the desert and your water runs out. What's the difference between that and a clock running out? Nothing. Uh, it's it's it it has a weird lack of like depth and and polish. And I can't believe like the, the most surprising thing is like a lack of character that I, I you know maybe it's so, not fair to compare yeah go ahead I, yeah yeah i i i, I want to say one more thing about the story mode and then i think we can talk about the the other stuff because i think, I right. think that'll be more fun but did you did you get to the point where you meet uh wario and waluigi i haven't gotten to the part where you meet mario and or wario and waluigi okay no. so that's when the story the story like actually kicks off i don't i'm not okay. saying this is like a oh once you get there you'll like the game because you won't like if, if, if you're not vibing with the game at this point you're not vibing with it but it takes a a, a truly bizarre turn um and kind of like the final half or third where uh it decides that there is a, there is a story there are antagonists um there yeah. is a, a magical sword um and it, it's Again, if you are vibing with the game at the beginning and you're like, hey, this it feels like this is like this is for me, but the story itself is kind of whatever, I have some patience because I, I do think again, if you like the if you like the game, it does end up rewarding you um, in the long run. That said, let's talk about both like the the you know normal exhibition mode. and did you all get to play the battle mode? The battle mode is the is the highlight for me. I just yeah. I don't want to I do not want to uh understate my disappointment in the in the campaign mode because that was the thing I got excited about because uh Advanced Tour is still my favorite Mario sports game because yeah. it is like that full-blown RPG and I I heard a lot about Super Rush and it's like it's that baby it's back and it, it I feel like fucking Charlie Brown with the football, because anytime a new Mario Sport, when uh, Aces came out, the tennis game, people were like, "It's got its own RPG campaign mode." I was like, "Yeah, baby," but it what? It wasn't. It wasn't quite that. That said, Battle Golf rips ass. Battle Golf is actually pretty fun because it, Battle Golf is essentially that cross country idea where you have like a big, very colorful neon course, and you're going against other players. And if you make, uh, if if you get your ball in the hole, the hole disappears for everybody else, and now you're shooting for something for for a different hole. So you're racing across this course, bumping into each other, knocking each other's balls out of the way. Uh, the, the the rounds are mercifully short, so if you like really start 
you know, being terrible at the game. Don't worry about it. It'll be over very soon. Uh, Battle Golf is like the pinnacle of of what Super Rush uh, attempts to do. Um, the adventure mode has RPG <laughs> in it. <laughs> and if I could uh, also just pile on there, um, it, it's so thoughtless. Like, it's so... It's kind of embarrassing, I think, that it's in there. It's just like, which of these do you want to do better? I think the only thing that makes any sort of sense is to just increase each one, each level in kind, you know, to keep yourself relatively. Because who knows? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I'll got do one in strength and one in finesse. Yeah. I, it's why? Like, you should, it's so, I. it always kills me, this RPG stuff with sports games, like, I don't know. I'll get better at it, I guess, or I won't. You know what I mean? And make the challenge better. But like, why would you make? Why would you artificially limit what my character could do in terms of like a sporting challenge? But it doesn't make any sense. I, I like that. What I don't like is this yeah. game does the thing where sometimes if you level up one stat, it makes another stat go down, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why is yeah. it? I can hit the ball. That's why I'm saying like it all yeah. makes sense to even them. Just try to keep them all relatively even. Okay, that was the last dunking we will do on the campaign mode. The the regular playing golf, especially online with other people, is is far more successful. Is far more fun. And I I found myself really disappointed in this game until I just gave up on the campaign mode, which is uh unfortunate because you do unlock some of these single player courses by playing the campaign mode, so you do kind of have to suffer through it if you want to unlock all the all the courses. Uh but yeah, I think how, how do you feel about just playing speed golf? Have we really explained what that means? You're just running to, you don't, you don't zip to your ball automatically after each shot. You have to run to it and you have a stamina meter and you can do, a, every character has sort of a special dash ability that they can do. And there's like hearts that you can collect to refill your stamina meter. You can draft behind other players while they're running so that you can like wheeze their juice without burning your own stamina for it. There's, yeah. there's, there's a bit of depth it, to. It I stuck to the adventure mode and I, so I don't, I feel like it never really made that much of a difference. Like I don't think it was very impactful to what I was doing. Yeah. Uh in it. Did y'all play Super Stickman Golf? Yes, that was that's the main point of comparison I have for like speed real time battle golf. Yeah, do you want to explain what that is for people? Sure. So Super Stickman Golf is a two-dimensional uh golf game where you have like you aim your shot and then you, you know, hit a power meter. And then your ball goes and you can shoot special shots. There's like a sticky shot where you can stick it to walls. There's a bomb shot that will knock other balls away whenever it lands. Um, but the your success is not measured in strokes. It is measured in time, how fast you can get to the hole. That's it. It's just a full-blown race. Strokes do not count at all. Um, and so I, th I think the comparison here is apt. It's 3D, obviously. Um, and... It is just as chaotic as, as Stickman Golf got. The running is a little tedious for me. The running to the ball is... Um, it, it Once you do it... I played a few rounds online, and after the, the third or fourth round, I was kind of sick of running to my ball. I, I will tell you what I did like about it as somebody who's kind of a golf neophyte, besides just the break from playing golf. Running through the course gave me a much better idea of the scope of it like grounded me in what was happening a little bit better you know what i mean like i had a better it wasn't just a fixed point on a map and very abstract like i really got a better sense of like 
distance in the world, right? So like you're running to a driver shot, you get a sense of like, this is how far I hit it with my driver. Like this is what that means. And I think that like that actually, I don't think that was the point of this, but for me as somebody who doesn't really understand uh, a lot of what's going on, grounding it in that way of like actually taking you physically, make you go to where you're going to hit your next shot made me like, it kind of like brought me into the experience more because it wasn't just an abstraction of parabolas. Yeah. yeah. The the thrill for me was, I mean, there uh, it only happened a few times, but where I would be competing and I would, you know, whip and shoot something into the bunker and uh, I would have two people in front of me who are uh, on the putting green and have like, all they have to do is just tap the ball in. And I, you know, effectively just like, you know, sand wedge it out of the bunker, onto the green, into the hole, literally, you know, seconds, a second before they, they put it in and steal a win out from underneath them. And right. that feeling rules. The problem is... And this is, I guess, kind of the grand irony of the game is I feel like the Super Rush modes are meant to make the game more accessible and fun and exciting for, you know, non-golfers. But if you don't know how to play golf games pretty well, you actually are at an extreme disadvantage because you're having to make decisions and actually know the controls very well to be able to do that if you want to just sneak in. I think that's the 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 appeal of everybody, or not everybody's golf, sorry, uh, Super Stickman Golf is because it is 2D, because you just teleport to your ball, because it's touch controls. Even if you don't know a lot about golf or uh, even just the controls of the game, you can kind of pick up and play and have those competitive moments right away. And I don't yeah. think that's true with this game. And 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 for what it's worth, I I love a golf video game. I enjoy the the sport of golf. This boy uh, love a golf. I love a golf, but uh, it, the golfing in this game is good. Like the actual golf controls. Like once you learn how to, you know, uh, later courses have like lots of hazards on them, so you do have to sort of shape your shots. Uh, learn once you learn like how to put backspin or super backspin uh, on on a shot. And when to properly use that, when to sort of like aim against the, uh, you know, curve on the shot gauge. If you're shooting in like, if you're shooting out of a bunker or you're shooting on like a hill or something wild like that, the gauge itself is curved, which like illustrates like, hey, even if you shoot this shot really well, it's going to hook pretty bad. So trying to like counteract that and and learn it like mechanically, like the golfing itself is 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 quite sound. Uh, and I, I found myself really enjoying that. Uh more so, I, I eventually came to enjoy just straight up golf more than speed golf because yeah. I feel like speed golf is it. It got a little gimmicky for me pretty fast. Um, Y'all, it's yeah. I I, I think we did it. I think we talked about. it. I think it. we talked about the Mario Golf Super Rush. I think our conversation matches the reviews out there. If you are unsure if this is for you, holy moly! I cannot remember a Nintendo game running the spectrum of reviews. <laughs> Uh, quite like this one. So check out Metacritic and go read a whole bunch of different reviews. Um, I would also encourage you if you have a if you have a PlayStation device to check out Everybody's Golf. I really think that that is the uh, current sort of gold standard for what Mario Golf Super Rush sort of tries to do with the or, like RPG ness of it. Or Clap Hands Golf, I suppose. Yes, we'll also we'll also we'll also get you there. Um, I enjoy my time with it, but also. 
I don't think I'm going to play it a whole lot more straight up because even though like the battle golf stuff is, is fun and it's fun to play online, there's also not a ton of content in, in, in the game. There's not like a ton of different courses to play on. And there's, there's, it, it feels a little, um, a little content light a bit, but you know, who knows? Maybe they'll drop some more, more stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, we've got more stuff to talk about, more games, more fun, more discourse, more growth, a lot more. Don't even act like we don't have more to do. We're going to do it. Okay. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, y'all, I want to run something past you. I feel like Nintendo has been kind of, I don't know, you know, doing the same thing over and over with these Mario sports games. I feel like we've seen a lot of Mario Golf, we've seen a lot of Mario Tennis. We haven't seen Mario, you know, extend himself 
into new hobbies and pastimes and sports. So I was hoping that you two could, you know, maybe pitch me and, you know, Reggie and um, and everybody else at Nintendo, even though Reggie's not at Nintendo, on some sports that would be good for Mario and friends. Well, you are ignoring Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, which... Uh... I went out to a Dave and Buster's this past weekend because I was looking for activities for my easily bored four-year-old. And uh-huh. they had that arcade game there. And uh, watching Mario's beautiful body go, just soar through the water like a, like a, a mustachioed dolphin, it, it just drives home that there's nothing this little guy can't do. Um, my son, of course, did not want to play as Mario. He did play as Metal Sonic. So I think that his his skill set is a lot more diverse than you're giving him credit for. You know he's played basketball with the mm-hmm. extremely good, weirdly square Enix tied in uh, uh, basketball. Was that on DS? What what system had the uh, the Mario Square Enix basketball game? Oh God, this is going to drive me crazy. Anyway, it couldn't matter less. Uh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, man, this is this is not going to be funny because it's just going to be great. Uh-huh. It's just gonna be like a great idea. Uh Ultimate. Yeah. I mean Ultimate. It's right there. There's a ton of and don't say Ultimate Frisbee. Don't you dare. Me and all the real pros call it Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate is um where you're running around, like that's a great fit for Mario. Tossing the uh the fun disc. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then you're like running to catch it. And you can use like super throws and super catches. And then there's also different super runs you could do. I mean, come on. Ultimate Mario Ultimate. <laughs> I don't want to poo-poo on your idea, but uh, and this is just an alternative. What about Mario Esports? What does that even mean? So yeah, it, what is that? So it, you it, be it's, Mario? Um, it's Overwatch. You just play Overwatch, but you dress up as Mario. What it, but you could what if there's like a border around the screen and you could just see Mario's like <laughs> like a VTuber? Like it's in VR and if you look down <laughs> you see your weird mustache and gloved hands, but you are playing the game Overwatch. <sighs> that would be good, actually. I that don't know that good. we need that many more. What are the other sports? He's done basketball. He's, He's done, done baseball. That game what by the way, it was Mario Hoops three on three. And you could play as like Vivi the Black Mage and like all kinds of weird shit. That game kicked ass. Mario has bowled, obviously. He has I think bowled. like we're missing stuff like lacrosse, you know, rugby. Hockey. I don't know if he's done hockey. Hockey. Because he's That's really not done hockey. Well, I okay, so he probably did in one of the um Mario Sports Mix. Oh, in Mario uh, and Sports. in the Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, yes. right. That's what I was thinking of. Also, okay. there's not much jumping in hockey. In fact, they'd kind of discourage it because you have uh, <laughs> swords on your feet. Um, uh, when you Google Mario hockey, uh, Google's like, "You mean Mario Lemieux, right? You couldn't possibly." <laughs> <laughs> we all called him Mario Hockey. <laughs> um, racquetball. I mean, there was that Virtual Boy game. Sure. Dodgeball. Um, Did you do those? I think the answer is ultimate. I think I, you know, like ultimate Mario Ultimate is a very good idea. Oh, by um, the way, um, ultimate fighting championship, and don't say Smash Brothers. I want that real shit. Yeah, you want to feel the the mustache sweat being flicked into your eyes as you go for a huge 
spin kick. I want hey. to get nasty like those f- like super fucking funny like new grounds flash games where it's like Luigi's bleeding, dude. Can I? <laughs> I need to say one other thing about Mario Golf. First off, checks in the mail from Nintendo. I assume Ultimate Mario Ultimate is actually extremely good idea. Let's see some box art. Let's get it out there. Let's crank it out. Um, Mario to Nintendo makes it takes eight years to make a Zelda and three months to make a sports. So just make a few, make a cut, make crank Ultimate, out a Mario Ultimate. Uh, one other complaint I have to lodge: sometimes after you finish your shot, you have to, for just a few fleeting moments, watch other characters finish their golf. And the fact that I have now had to spend literally any of my increasingly <laughs> fleeting life minutes watching fucking Pink Yoshi finish his golf se- segment is absolutely a, a moral crime. It gets it's a point a moral where you're, crime. you're rooting for your opponents because you just, you're just you tired of watching them play golf without you. And you're like, just sink it. Just fucking drain that bucket from that like that that 30-yard chip in, baby. Just fucking you can do it. There's a fast-forward button when you're golfing by yourself. But not when fucking Pink Yoshi is golfing and you're watching him golf out in front of everybody. Anyway, we asked you for your thoughts on Mario Golf. Okay. Super, super rush. I'm, I'm opening up the mailbag. Let's see what we got. Uh, from AJ, we got, the game is good. AJ, you're right. I'm, I'm so glad to have somebody on, on my side. <laughs> Which of the current roster's outfits do you like the best? I'm a big fan of Wario and Waluigi's pointed shoes, but Bowser Jr.'s whole fit is a 10 out of 10 for me. Any choice other than Wario and Waluigi is wrong, because Wario's got also got, like, a weird cowboy hat on that is so fresh. That doesn't make much sense, but is so fresh. I had 8,000 gold coins. I couldn't figure out how to spend a damn one of them. I'm still wearing the exact same getup I wore when I started the game. There's no place to buy clothes. That's not There's true. There's one person. There was, I, not that, I mean, I ran around the whole stupid building. I found someone that would sell me a bunch of different themed clubs, which was great because for me, seven clubs is never enough because I have real specific needs with each different one because I know what they all do. Right. Um, but there, I couldn't find where to buy clothes. I'm sure you can. I had 8,000 gold coins. I'll never play this game again. Here's an interesting question from Josh. I tend to strongly associate feeling competent at a game with enjoying it. If I feel I'm mm. bad at it, I struggle to actually enjoy the game. As I get older, this seems more common. Curious if you guys have experienced similar anxieties, especially as you've aged. I think this is very relevant because sure. I'm good at the game, therefore I like it. But you two are bad at the game, therefore That's you bullshit. Like I'm great at the game. I think I um the first course that I did, I got like an eight under. <laughs> like I finished <laughs> with a minus eight because it's it's not that difficult. I did win that that first one, first place. Like I got first place and I I'm comfortable by a comfortable margin. And I did enjoy that sensation of like winning at it. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I mean, now as I look back, I'm like, what did I enjoy about that? It's just like beating Koopa or something. Um, I, I can kind of associate th- with this, although I will say that like I actually have kind of had the inverse where if a game is frustrating in a way that seems like possible. Right. I'm actually much more susceptible to incremental improvement yes. than I am like overwhelming success. Like if, if a game's like just doles out a little bit where it's like, well, you made it, you know, five inches farther in your run, like that will hook me a lot more than 
overwhelming success. Especially if you have the scrutiny of other players, if it's an online thing. That is why I think uh, Destiny and Final Fantasy XIV like, hooked me so much is this feeling of like, God, this high-end raid looks hard as shit. But you do stuff that kind of walks you towards that and you see the trajectory that can get you there. And overcoming that that anxiety is is the most rewarding thing I feel like games can do to a, a player. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. If something now that said, you know, I will buy a uh, like a hoary fight stick and then try to get into, you know, Street Fighter five and then play a couple matches and be like, fuck this, because I don't see that trajectory forward. Um, so I, I am right there with you. But that that can also be a very an intoxicating experience also. I've got two final questions, but I'm going to put them together because I think they pair nicely. The first is from Matt, who said, Plant said in his review that he would turn to other golf games uh, for standard golf mode. I don't have any golf games. Is Super Rush a good option if I want to spend most of my time playing standard golf mode? Which games do you prefer for traditional golf? Cheers, boys. Love the show. And this one from Shannon. I'm a big Mario fan, but I've never gotten to the golf games because I've never actually played golf. Are these games still fun to play if you have no IRL golfing skills? Uh, I think we can kind of answer those both at the same time, which is Super Rush is probably not the game for you for either of these people. I really would recommend Everybody's Golf on, I think it's PS4. I don't know if they've done a PS5 version of it, but it's like, it's cheap now. It's like 20 bucks and it's so deep and has a great character customization thing that's what we made oh god i can't remember his name we did an episode of monster factory with it but there's like a ton of very very fun stuff and it's just you know it's clap hands so it's they've been doing it for uh an eternity and have gotten it extremely tight so for me like that or or no joke advanced tour for game boy advance if you can find a copy of it uh is is probably my favorite like handheld golfing experience yeah if you've if you've never actually played golf or just have no interest in it i think golf story which is also on Switch, golf story which, is great yes. yeah it's 2d they get wild with it too right they, they do have like a frisbee golf mode that is not as successful and they do some like silly mini game stuff but it's uh it's it is a very good golfing RPG. Yeah, it heavily heavily influenced by the Game Boy Advance uh, Mario Golf game, but uh, right. available to download. Unlike the Mario sure. Golf uh, Game Boy Advance game, which is uh, pretty challenging to find if you don't want to spend a ton of money buying a hard copy or emulating it. Right. Um, and let let me just say to answer the other question is if it's fun if you've never played golf. Hey everybody, this is Griffin. You know me enough now to know my vibe. And so it may come as a surprise when I tell you golf, it's really fucking fun. It's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of trappings around golf that I think people see it. They see the visors. They see the polos. They see the pleated pants. They say, this isn't for me. Golf is a game where you use a heavy stick and you hit a ball with it and you try to get it to go in a hole. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. That can be for anybody. It's, and, and guess what? It's fun. You go out with some friends, and you just hit, try to hit balls into a hole. It's a if good you're time for a place to start. Pitch and putts. Pitch and where, putts are where it's at, baby. That's where. That's all you need. Pitch and putts. You only need a pitching wedge and a putter, and it's like small golf. It's somewhere between putt putt and big golf, and it rules. They usually have it's fun beverages, uh, tasty foods. It's, it's, it's a delight. Um, y'all, what what else are you playing this week? 
Yeah, I got I got more into uh uh Rogue Book. Uh, that's a very good one of those, and they're updating it a lot, which I dig. It's probably a little overpriced, I, which I realize now, but um, I think Could it's I, very neat. Do you think that that one would be conducive for like iPad remote play, or is there like for 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 PC games that are mostly sort of like that you play mostly with the mouse without having to fuck around with the keyboard? Like remote play on an iPad is super doable. Is it like that, or do you think that it would be too? Mm, yeah, too I don't difficult? see why it wouldn't be. I okay. mean, I don't. I don't I don't think so. I think that'd be great. I mean, give it a whirl. It's it's very cool. Um I also played a little bit of Luck Be a Landlord. Um, which I we all started like going through all these like great reader suggestions. Um Luck Be a Landlord was one of those where it is a um it's a great idea. It is a slot machine game where after each play you are have a, a a choice of symbols that you want to pick uh, that you can pick from. And then you add one of them to your slot machine and you gradually fill your slot machine with the symbols that you have collected. Um, and the, the interesting thing about it is that there are a bajillion different combos basically that you can sort of ease your way into. Right. So, just to give you an example, you can get a flower, and on each spin, a flower is worth one gold coin. So if a flower comes up, you get one gold coin. Cool. Okay, but later, you can find a sun, and if the sun is adjacent to the flower, then uh, you'll get five times the value. And sometimes you'll get a water droplet also that you can put, ne- that if it pops up next to the flower, then it can double the value of the flower, which if it's next to the sun can can double it, you know, can can what, what would that be? quintuple it something like that uh and uh there's tons and tons and tons of different combos like that and you're kind of like adding symbols hoping that you get the one that's going to turn your uh board into like an outrageous uh, uh money generator um it's very cool it's a little there's no persistence is the only sort of thing so it's like while it's a very fun core idea after you beat it it's sort of like I mean, I, there's not a ton of story. There is a very strong anti-capitalist uh, uh, undercurrent. There's like you uh, a, a anti-capitalist group that is helping you to thwart your landlord with uh, secret items that you can use to remove symbols or or get another chance at symbols or whatever. But it's a very interesting idea, and I'm I'm really interested to see what they where they go with it. I uh, I. Just started Scarlet Nexus, which is... A, I think we're going to talk new... about that next week. Oh, is that the game for next week? Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad I got to jump on it. It's, uh, it's Then I'll say, pretty cool so far. Got some cool ideas. What are you playing it on? Uh, PlayStation 5. Oh, my, my, my. Yeah, check me out. Um, I finished off a game called Omori. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before. It is a... Uh, it is a... God almighty... Very stylistic, kind of like RPG maker style RPG. Uh, Somewhat reminiscent, I guess, of like Undertale, uh, but extremely troubling (laughs) with extremely like with with some truly horrific imagery and uh, genuinely scary stuff that happens. Uh, not 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 for the faint of heart, Amori, um, but it has some it it has some cool ideas that uh, I was a big fan of. Uh, yeah. not a, not the feel good game of the summer. I'll say that. To, I um, mean, what can you expect? 
that's Amori. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the game I really want to talk about, I I dusted off the old Xbox One and the Kinect because uh, Hen- Henry, you know, kind of enjoys the games that we played on that. I think I've talked about the Rabbids game before. I want yeah. to talk about a game that we've been really into called Fru. You know about Fru? Uh-uh. Fru is a platformer. And I played it at E3 a long time ago and completely forgot about it. But I was looking for Kinect games because we, you know, just plugged it back in. In Fru, one, you can play it with one. Can you spell this? F-R-U. Your silhouette? Uh, yes. So in, yeah. in the game, you can play it by yourself. Uh, or you can do what we've been doing, which is Henry does the connect part and I do the controls part. You have a little uh, a little sort of girl wearing a fox mask who runs through these different environments. And you can use your body, which shows up as a silhouette in the world, to reveal platforms for the character to run and jump around on uh you can make platforms sort of disappear sometimes it is a a puzzle platformer essentially where you have to use your body and the controller in tandem and i'm always on the lookout for games that i can play with with you know my four-year-old son who doesn't like uh you know using two analog sticks is kind of like beyond his his ability right now uh but holy shit, it's so much fun having him just like scamper around the room trying to make bridges for, for my character to jump around on. And we were we were cackling laughing playing this game. So if you want to play a 2016 Xbox One Kinect game. Revealed at 2014 E3, right? Have I got the pick for you? No, it's fun. I like, I, I, it has made me think, hey man, was the Kinect maybe just a little bit ahead of its time? Discuss. Probably not. Chris, you been playing anything else? Yeah, I've been playing more uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tra- Chris is living in a parallel <laughs> a parallel reality where he's like, why is no one talking about this fucking game? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I won't spend too much time on it. Uh, I, I know I brought it up last week, other than to say, I haven't really gone back and just played a game that I enjoyed Um in a long time, just because, you know, we do this show every week, and there's also just the stuff that we do at Polygon. Um, so it, it's rare that I make time to go and replay something. And what a pleasure, you know? I mean, it, it, it this game especially, knowing how it works, knowing how cooking works, knowing just kind of like what order you want to do things in, um, and also, honestly, just being able to do it at my own pace. Um, when this game came out, I I felt like I just blasted through it to a point um, because it was like, wow, I, I just need to consume this to be part of this conversation. Um, mm. And now playing it where it's like, I nobody wants to talk to me about this. I am playing this just for myself. Um, it's just hitting in a different way. And I just adore it. It is, it is wonderful, which is not new information for anybody. But uh, yeah, I, I I encourage people to to give this a try. Not not specifically Breath of the Wild, but if you have an older game that you remember loving but you haven't played in a long time, um, maybe give it a revisit. Hmm. Cool. Uh, all right, hey folks, thank you so much for listening. As Chris alluded, we'll be back next week with. Uh scarlet nexus uh but uh you know until then keep it keep it real you can follow us on twitter uh (laughs) at the besties pod you can subscribe and review and rate and share it with everybody 
Um, and, and that would be that would be sublime. Thank you in advance for doing that. That is going to do it for us for this week, though. So until next time, uh, be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? <laughs>